You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Welcome to another Three Mall Pod. I'm Cole Manbeck, joined as always by Derek Young, publisher and editor of K-State Online over at On3. We are thrilled to be joined on the pod once again by K-State Athletics Director Gene Taylor today. And before we dive into questions with you, Gene, as always, we want to thank our partners at Holiday Distillery for their support. Great K-State folks who support us. So go to your local spot, pick up a bottle of Ben Holiday bottled in Bond Bourbon or 360 Vodka, whatever suits your taste as you stock up for another exciting K-State football season. We also want to tell you about some exciting news. Derek, John, and I launched a Patreon channel today, which means for just $5 a month, you'll get access to bonus 3Maw content that includes extra shows, additional interviews, detailed write-ups, statistics, numbers, articles from us, uh, and much more. I, I posted an article today on there. Actually, we launched it today. We dropped two podcasts today on our uh, Patreon channel, including a breaking news pod regarding Jerome Tang and the K-State basketball staff landing another high-impact transfer guard in Quez Glover. Uh, We also have a detailed story up about Glover on our Patreon page, so go to patreon.com slash 3maw to sign up. Again, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash 3maw to sign up. We appreciate all of you who have already subscribed. Also, just want to make sure and make it clear, nothing's going to change here with what we're doing at KCSN and 3Maw. In fact, we've got more content planned on 3Maw than ever before as we head into football season. This is just bonus content in addition to everything we do here. Gene, uh, this is your uh, this is your fifth time on the 3Maw podcast, so you are uh, you are our most esteemed guest. We'll get you a uh, we'll get you a plaque or a certificate uh, for being on here more than anybody else. So hey, we appreciate you jumping on. And uh, the last time we spoke to you was at Football Media Days down in Dallas, and uh, a lot has changed uh, since then. A lot of the questions again were about the uh, the future state and potentially expansion, and since then the Big Twelve has added Colorado and the, the four corner schools. So. Maybe just take us through what the the last few weeks have been like with all of that on the expansion front for you. Yeah, yeah it's uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good to see you guys. Uh, we'll obviously see a lot of each other the next uh, several weeks, which is not a bad thing. Um, hopefully, it'll be as much of a fun ride as it was last year. But uh, yeah, no, it's we're very crazy. Uh, obviously, we knew about Colorado. We've been working on that one um, as a conference for a while, and it really, you know. It stirred a little bit more conversation about who was next. And, you know, as you know, Commissioner Yormark is, is a busy guy and he's pretty, you know, he's always focused and always working on, on what's next best for the conference. And so, you know, we had talked about a lot of schools. Um, we knew that, the, you know, the Pac-12 was potentially, depending on what happened to them, we, we didn't think that necessarily Colorado was going to, you know, create the what happened that happened, we, we, we weren't sure. We thought there might be a possibility. We thought if we could, you know, talk to another Pac-12 school that, that might, uh, you know, send, send that kind of reaction. Um, and we weren't getting a lot, apparently, unless according to uh, Brett, we weren't getting a lot of love. I mean, it was just kind of, you know, cursory conversations. And again, I wasn't in on them. It was just more updates. Uh, obviously, the president's voted Colorado in. And, and then, you know, you just... 
everybody was waiting to see what that Pac-12 media deal was going to look like. And I think all the other Pac-12 remaining schools other than Colorado were wanting to see that. That was really the driving force. And then apparently when it came out and there was the, some uncomfortableness with what was presented to them as a conference is when things started to really move and you started to hear rumors and, you know, you heard about Oregon and, and Washington, they're going to the Big Ten, and then you heard that they were out, and then you heard about Arizona and Utah and Arizona State possibly talking to us, and then Arizona was in and the other schools weren't, and then all of a sudden, you know, Arizona's out, and the pac is sticking together, and then 24 hours later, Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten, and we were talking to Arizona. It was that literally within a 24-hour period. That's the movement that took place, and um you know, we were just getting updates. Uh, Commissioner Ormark was doing the majority of the conversations with, with whether it's presidents or ADs, and uh, it was a pretty crazy uh, scenario. It's it's unfortunate in a little bit of ways that, the you know, the Pac-12 is where they are, uh, that, you know, you have a major conference that may not be able to stay together or look very differently than what they did, you know, less than six months ago. So, but it's a crazy world in which we live in right now. Yeah, I, I mean, from a, you know, fit perspective, how excited are you to to add programs like Utah, the Arizona schools, Colorado, the the geographic footprints, the TV markets, TV sets they bring to the Big Twelve, and then obviously from a competitive standpoint, the value they bring. Yeah, no question. I, I think you, you bring another group of schools that have success uh, in different sports, and a school like Utah, obviously from a football perspective, comes to mind. You have the BYU Utah rivalry that would excite everybody. You have an Arizona basketball program. That, you know, coming into Bramley is going to bring a lot of excitement, you know. Uh, and this is just some of the matchups in this conference <laughs> that already are a tough matchup. I'm, I'm sure coaches are looking at it going, man, what are we doing? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, from a conference perspective, I think it, it does bring a lot of energy and excitement. And again, you know, viewing areas now in a different time zone in terms of the, you know, the, the Western time zone in terms of the mountains. You know, we don't get specific that those schools are in the basically the same time zone. So, I mean, all that's good. Um, and then again, for our fan base, you're going to see some new schools coming in, and, and that's always exciting. But uh, being an Arizona State alum, I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool. I forgot about that. Uh, I guess is there another shoe that you anticipate dropping in the near future on the conference realignment front? I, there, it's always about what's next because yeah. Netflix doesn't stay static. You know, Derek, it's a great question, and, um, you know, I would have told you, I think last, you know, two years ago, when obviously Texas and Oklahoma left, we knew it wasn't going to be the end of it. Um, you know, right now, I, I, I won't say that it's never going to happen. You know, there's a lot of rumblings out of the ACC. Uh, you know, Florida State's been very vocal about, you know, kind of where they are, what they want to do, and some of the other schools. How that will unfold over the next several months, I'm not sure, but um, you know, I do think those four remaining Pac-12 schools are going to have to do something, whether it's you join the Mountain West or the Pac-12. They the Pac-12, you know, incorporates the Mountain West schools, and then how is that going to are they going to be a Mountain West? Are going to be a Pac-12? But I think those four schools are going to have to do something and, and land somewhere. Uh, it just seems logical to me to be in the in the Mountain West, but I, I don't know that. Um, so yeah, I, but in terms of was the ACC going to lose schools to the SEC or all that? I couldn't tell you, but I think you just have to hold on to your head. I will say that where we are now as a conference compared to where we were two years ago, we're in a heck of a lot better place than we were two years ago. There's no question about that. 
Yeah, you have much more solid footing. The question that I was most eager to have answered, and my suspicion is you may not have had answered just yet, but you may have to alter your non-conference schedule moving forward as soon as next year with Colorado and Arizona now joining the Big 12. Yeah. Have you put any thought into that or what the plan might be? Well, it's a 100% good question because we've had, like so we have Colorado, home and home and Arizona, home and home, which would have been great the games uh, in football. Um, we are just now starting to start having uh, scheduling con- uh, conversations. Um, and matter of fact, I'm going to Dallas tomorrow, uh, which is Wednesday. We have meetings Wednesday night and Thursday. And that's going to be one of the big topics is um, how does a 16-team uh, league look like? What is it? You know, would, I don't think we'll go back to divisional conversation. I don't know that. We haven't even gotten there yet. Um, you know, could we indeed maybe keep Colorado and Arizona as non-conference at least one of those games? You know, all of those are up for discussion. But um, yeah, we already started working. In case that doesn't happen, we still need, you know, a Power Five non-conference. If, if for some reason we can't, fit, you know, find a way to keep them as a non-conference, which I don't know that we can, but we need to find some teams. Well, now that you think about. The Washington schedule is probably going to change. The Oregon schedule is probably going to change. You know, there's some other schools that are going to be affected by all this movement. So something might might open up, but we're we're just kind of testing the waters right now. We'll probably know a lot more as of what direction we should be going as a conference with with the 16 team schedule. And I happen to sit on the football scheduling committee. Uh, there will be other ads on the basketball, and all those conversations will be all going simultaneously. So. It'll be interesting in the next few weeks to what we come up with because we have to move pretty quickly because yes. they're all coming in at 24 uh, for sure. What's crazy, Gene, is because it used to be these schedules were planned out 10, 12 years in advance. These, I mean, these games were scheduled so long ago, and now with COVID and that you guys have had to learn to operate so quickly, and now, I mean, I guess it's good practice for this. Uh, and I think I think it was North Carolina and Wake Forest that did a uh, ACC non-con matchup that they did uh, a couple years ago so that that was interesting um hey so on the uh, the four corner schools joining gene do you know are they is espn and fox there's been mixed rumors out there are they doing the pro rata to where everyone's getting the the same revenue yeah those things actually we're still kind of talking through that's a that's a your mark discussion with with uh, those tv partners as to what financial uh, arrangements are going to be um, you know, there was some early conversation that we could have up to four power fives that would be pro ratted up. Um, you know, I don't know if that's still going to be the case. So that's another probably topic of conversation we're going to have while we're in Dallas that'll continue to see what that, what that financial agreement looks like. Um, I think that's really going to have to be a conversation that he sits down with the two TV partners come and say what are we what are we looking at and then once we figure out what that number is and we have to go from there it'd be really nice if, if they all came in and they stepped up the money and we didn't have to take any sort of uh, cut back in revenue but i think those are a lot more detailed conversations that are still to come and it really going to start with commissioner your mark and those tv partners all right before we go to break uh we got to talk to you about our friends at homefieldapparel.com this last saturday they issued another drop of apparel they issued a k-state ku and missouri drop 10 items of k-state gear it's their second k-state drop in just the last couple of months they now have 40 different k-state items on their website at homefieldapparel.com super comfortable fit I've got seven home field gear items in my my closet currently, but I've actually got four more on the way from the latest drop 
from Homefield Apparel. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. One of my favorites that just dropped is actually just like John, the uh, the purple lavender cat script, uh, the old basketball logo with the cat script uh, going through it. And then I also actually went back to one of their old drops, all the way back to one of their first drops and bought a uh, one of the retro logo hoodies, uh, gray hoodies. Like these things are super comfortable. They're super soft. Um, I, I love to get my hands on them and I just had to get another hoodie here as we get ready for the fall and college football season. So get on out there, support our friends at homefieldapparel.com as they support us. Tons of K-State items that they have. And we actually have a discount code for you. Uh, if you go to homefieldapparel.com and you are a first time purchaser, you can get 15% off your entire order with the code 3 maw 23 again that's 3maw23 you may have heard us say uh, a few week a couple weeks ago uh, there was an exclamation mark there is no exclamation mark i just want to clarify it's just 3maw23 on that discount code get 15% off your first k-state purchase at homefieldapparel.com super comfortable super sleek retro gear that's their thing plus 100 other different colleges uh, 100 plus different colleges that they have gear for if that's your style so get on out to homefieldapparel.com and purchase your gear, stock up for what should be another exciting K-State football season. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. D.Y. asked you about the football schedule. I'm also curious, Gene, I mean, this could even be this year with 14 teams in the league, but also looking ahead to 16, are we going to perhaps see, I mean, the Big 12's nights have typically been, what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. Do you do you foresee that the Big 12 starts playing maybe some on Thursday nights, on Sundays in the future state? 
Yeah, you know, I, I, again, it's all about uh, inventory and, and where those partners need that inventory, right? It's, it's the Pac-12, which I don't remember. I think they a lot of times played Fridays and, you know, nights, if I remember correctly. So I think that's going to be driven a lot by, you know, what our TV partners need and where they need those that inventory placed. Um, so I think when you, when you look at this wide of a, a group of schools and basically where they are from Florida to Arizona, uh, you probably have to be pretty creative with what that schedule looked like, you know. And do we stay with 18 games in basketball as a conference? You know, do we go to 20? Um, do we have to play some in December? You know, obviously, what's the tournament going to look like? Are all 16 teams coming? Are you going to have, you know, you start the tournament earlier? Um, you know, we've never really not let every team come to the conference tournament while 14 are coming, you know, this year. So I don't imagine we wouldn't have all 16 teams come, but that tournament format is going to look very different as well. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of moving parts that we have to get figured out here pretty quickly because, you know, for it all, it's going to be July 1st to 24 and we better have it all figured out by then. Speaking on the basketball front, Jerome Tang and Kins, they got that win today in their first game in, in Israel. I know it's only been a month since we last spoke to you when we covered it, but is there any movement on the contract talks with, uh, with the head coach there? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, it, there has been, and I think we're getting really, really close. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's the financial agreements are all worked out. The, the, the term is all worked out. There's just some uniqueness to, um, you know, what they want to do from a, from an LLC potential. Um, it gets a little tricky that we want to make sure we do it the right way. So I think we're all in agreement. It's just fi- pounding out the final language and, and the challenges, um, you know, Coach Tang's not made it a priority, so he's been focusing on the trip to Israel, which, by the way, it looks like they're having a phenomenal experience uh, and good for them. Um, and then our attorney has been out of vacation a couple of times, different times. So it's just kind of typical summer. Things kind of slow down, but hopefully we'll get it worked out here in the next few weeks. And also on the negotiation front that are still ongoing, so I'm sure there's a limited amount that you can provide. But an apparel deal with Nike, I think, ends in 2024. Right. Is there an update that you can provide on that front at all? Not right now. We're still kind of working through the details and, you know, talking to different partners and trying to figure out, you know, what, what's the best deal. Uh, we should, we need to figure it out pretty quickly because the order windows for, you know, whoever we're working with uh, starting to happen for next year. So we got to get this thing figured out. But we're pretty close. Um making a decision just a lot goes into it it's it's a big decision and and uh, we want to make sure we make the right one what's best for our program at the end of the day how much input do you get from your coaches uh gene do you do you go to coach tang you know obviously the shoe game in college basketball is such a big deal do do you go and ask them solicit their feedback for their thoughts and opinions when you're doing something like this absolutely we've talked to majority of our coaches uh particularly the two basketballs volleyball football and then baseball and you know just getting their opinion you know what they like what they don't like uh, what the concerns are and then obviously just our whole staff whether you know from the licensing perspective the branding perspective you know the product quality our equipment staff had a big uh, big feedback on on the partners that we've been talking to so it's a it's a collective effort and a collective feedback and it's a it's an important decision we want to make sure we make the right one I asked you about the uh, the basketball schedule earlier, Gene, and, and future state of different nights playing. I know typically right around this time we usually see the the basketball schedules released. Do you have a kind of a timetable of when you foresee the uh, the men's basketball, women's basketball schedules coming out? Yeah, I, I believe I heard somewhere it was going to be sometime in early September. Okay, 
for well, <laughs> as I say that, that was going to be for the 14 team league. So it may take a little longer because no, no, this is for years about this year. Yeah, yeah, this year. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's sometime in September. Yeah, is what they're they're telling us that we're going to be seeing a schedule. And I don't think late September. I think sometime in early September. It was recent that uh, President Lenton kind of revealed his his diagnosis, and I saw that he spoke to the football team. I think the same day that you were at practice. Just what kind of conversations have you had and seen him when he was around the football team? You know, it just he's been really positive, like like he is. Obviously, it's a scary deal uh, to to find that out, like he did. I, I think it floored him. I don't think that was anything he was expecting to hear, and. So when he heard it, um, he let us all, let us all know in the cabinet first, and then um, I've had a couple individual conversations with him. And you know, there's I think like anything like that, I you know you go through a range of emotions, right? And I think now he's kind of on the okay, I'm going to get after this and, and and attack it and listen to my doctors, be very aggressive with whatever I need to do. And um, he's approaching it with the right attitude. I had a meeting with him, you know, before um, before he came over to practice uh, the day before. I met with him on Monday. Um, and, or I guess after he met, he was there Monday morning and I met with him at, after that afternoon and, uh, just had a great conversation about, you know, his plans and, you know, he's still going to be the president. He's going to be, you know, out a little bit more, a lot more, at least for the next seven weeks. And we're just here to support him and, and, um, doing everything we can to make sure he gets through this. And uh, I think, uh, he's got a lot of energy and pretty excited about what he's done. He wants to make sure he gets to be, he's going to miss football. Uh, but he did say can try to watch as much as he can, but I just really uh, you know, respect his approach and we want to support him and his family as they go through the next uh, several weeks of some tough, tough stuff. This time of year always seems like the energy's kind of building up. Football season's about here, the school uh, resumes. We're just kind of picking your brain here, a little outside the box question. Is football kind of the your favorite sport and kind of what revs you up for the season? Well, I think what makes it fun is, like you said, just the ramp up. You know, the students come back on campus, and I, I just watch a little bit on Twitter what, what President Lenton will say. And, you know, there is an exciting energy to the beginning of the season, right? Um, and then there's a lot of just excitement about, you know, everybody's zero and zero. And you're, uh, for us in particular, coming off a Big 12 championship, and you, know, you get a lot of returning players, and, you know, we're, we're starting to see big numbers in our ticket sales and both football and basketball um to say it's my favorite i mean i, I love them all i really do i mean i kind of grew up a son of a basketball coach so i always kind of lean towards basketball but there's you know there's nothing better than walking into build the bill it, you know it's sold out and the energy in there um and and now the energy that coach tang's brought and obviously our women's basketball program i mean that's new volleyball venue i think that could see be rocking this year um with with that place and anxious if you haven't seen it to see it in, in person it's it's a beautiful facility so yeah but I think football just kind of drives that energy on campus uh, pretty early on because of because it's first thing out of the gate I, I think I saw today Gene season tickets for volleyball sold out is that right yeah we sold it out uh, we want to make sure we have some room for individual sales you know it's general admission this year and we've had some feedback on that and you know, we just didn't we wanted to see what the season was going to be like and you know, when you sell season tickets and people buy those main best seats and sometimes they don't get filled, we want to make sure that it was a full arena. We may adjust that next year, but, uh, you know, the Nebraska match, I think, is already sold out. Um, and I think you got Jason and his new staff are going to, you know, I think, have a, put us in a pretty good position. So 
again, a lot of energy off of that program, and we haven't even seen them play yet. I think that facility is, is a big part of that, but I think Jason being the, the new kid on the block is helping. Definitely excited to check it out in addition to all the great facility work that you and your staff and, and all the great donors have done to put in. Hey, Jane, just a, a fun question here as we we wrap. And I don't know if we've asked you this before, but but what is the experience like to sit and watch a game with Jane Taylor? What, what are <laughs> what what are you like at a uh, a K State football or basketball yes, game? I've seen it. <laughs> I I've I've seen it from a distance and I know you're a competitive guy. So what what well, what is it, it like? On, it depends on how the games go. Right. Uh, you, you just want them. That's why I will tell you, that's why I watch from the sidelines, because if I have to say bad words, the only people that hear are the other players, not not the general fan. And, you know, um, I, I can get a little excited both on the positive side, a big player, big touchdown or get a little frustrated if, if there's a mistake. But I probably need to do a better job at my age to control my emotions. But I can uh, I may well wound up at times, but. The, one of the moments I remember, I think it was caught on television, was the big hug that you had with Coach Kleiman following the win in Ames. So yeah. that one kind of stands out to me. One last question for me. Is is this the furthest along that season tickets have been for basketball since you've been the AD at Kansas State? Yeah, it's it's clearly um, the most we've sold this this time of year, both in terms of numbers and dollars. And, um, you know, I, I think that's another – group tickets that if you don't have them yet you might want to get them soon uh because they're, they're going fast and and again if uh, we can't miss that i think our women's basketball team they have a chance to be really good this year as well so um i i like i said i hope we're talking about another great year uh you know at the end of this year as well appreciate you guys having me on well gene i got i got four season tickets for basketball so we will uh we'll be there packing the house for every game so i can't can't wait Hey, Jane. Yeah. Hey, Jane. Appreciate it again. Appreciate you jumping on with us as always. And uh, like I said, fifth time on the show. So uh, you hold the record. We'll see if anybody can catch you, but always <laughs> appreciate how gracious you are with your time and how transparent you are and open. So thank you, Jane. We appreciate you. Uh, Kansas State Athletic Director of the Year, Gene Taylor. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.